0: All right, everybody, it's three things to know with JM Partners. We're talking about this week. We're elaborating more on is it a bubble, what will make it bust, three things to know. Look at last, what we talked about on price, interest rates, jobs. This week, we're going to go a little deeper. Number one, affordability. Number two, employment growth or employment rates. Number three, building permits. What are they? What is the market doing? We're going to talk about that. What are those three things doing? How does it pertain? And actually, by the way, it doesn't make any sense. We're going to explain why how it appeals to you, so you know what to do with your house, what to do if you buy, and where to go, and how to approach it next. Adam, talk to us a little bit about the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, the market's wild. I think we all know that right now. So um, days on days on market, seven days right now a week, which is absurdly low. And then supply, we have a 30-day supply, one month of supply, which, as we always talk about, a, a neutral market is 6 months supply. So it's a heavy seller's market right now. Um, low inventory, everything's selling very fast.
0: Exactly. And so the concern is, well, if that's what's happening, maybe the bubble's about to bust. But before we speak to that, Bridget, you were selling some stories from the ground and representing our sellers, buyers, what's going on, especially the seller perspective. You had some interesting stuff to share.
2: Well, just talking about how to get through or not get through even just a weekend, the, the houses aren't staying on the market over a day much less a weekend, um, but we are getting them great terms, getting multiple offers. We're solidifying backup offers. So the seller is just gets to sit back and exactly wait. Well, and, be,
0: <laughs> Sell their making, house. and making sure with our sellers, we're negotiating terms and the terms we need for sellers now aren't what we thought. The risk for sellers, despite a strong market, there's also a strong risk for sellers. If you don't play it right, you don't approach it right. You're not going to do well. There are still failed listings and there are a lot more terminations than there used to be making sure those don't happen. It's kind of like everything's like good, but weird, but different. So let's get into that. So affordability index, we're just looking or Adam, what were you going to say?
1: No, I'm saying you really have to qualify your buyer that's coming in, um, putting that offer. Oh, sometimes the highest isn't the best. There's there's the buyer's remorse. They get caught up in a bidding right. war and they end up terminating the contract. You just have to really qualify that buyer um, if you're and- selling
0: The highest isn't the best. We have an interview a few weeks back. Everybody that's on the podcast platform, you can look back and listen to that as well because that's exactly right. And in negotiating the terms, in qualifying the buyers, not only are we needing to qualify them financially, but qualifying what's really going on. Some buyers are actually making multiple offers on multiple properties. How do you make sure they're not doing that? There's no official way to prove it, by the way. So being engaged and having, knowing it's all about the right questions, asking the right questions, to get to the best deal for for you and your house that you're selling or buying. Back to, so now we're gonna, let's tap into these three things. I'm gonna say them one more time for everybody listening, or if you just started listening. Affordability, we're talking about the three things, markets and bubbles, and what do you look at what's going on? The three underlying forces are affordability, or the economists tell us, affordability, employment, and building permits because building permits applies to current supply. And oh, by the way, future supply, because that tells us where the market's going. Affordability, we were just looking at the numbers. And there's also in national media as well that says with the surge in prices, affordability is actually going down. And looking at the numbers in Atlanta, affordability, despite low interest rates, actually is down. Um, I think you had, we were talking a little bit, Adam, you had some insights on affordability, prices what they're doing what it means um before we go to the next one
1: which part i mean we t- we spoke a lot well, of i it.
2: think the disconnect was people i like putting you on the. State. i like putting you on the spot adam go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it if, remember we were talking about um people the disconnect is that people are moving from out of state or yeah so it's the, yeah, is what's the bridge's
0: story affordability's down and yet People are still pushing and we're still getting multiple offers. We're talking about the multiple offers are in, you know, the average sales price at Atlanta, not just in the higher price point.
1: we're, We're seeing we're seeing people move from all over the place. I mean, we just closed on a house yesterday that the buyers came in from New York. So the affordability for them from New York City to come to Atlanta is, is just much different than a lot of people that are currently in Atlanta. It's exactly. all the companies moving into from California, New York, Boston, they're moving into Atlanta. Now the affordability is just a much different game than it is
0: affordability when- for them is not what the affordability number. Is. So in the affordability again, as what is the sales price? What is the qualifying income? What is the average sales price or median sales price? What is the median qualifying income? And when the median qualifying income is below the median average sales price, that's not looking good for a market. However, in our new market, we do have new jobs. We talked about last week a lot coming into Atlanta, which will drive income up. Then we have people coming into Atlanta getting, receiving income from other markets. And then we've got income and then we've got prices are still going up, but it's still everything is still matching. Even with the sales going down a little bit in Atlanta, they're down 1%. And I think there are a lot of houses not being accounted for yet in tax records, opposed to sales being down more in other markets. I mean, Atlanta is literally like a recipe for real appreciation and growth. And so building
2: permits, speaking of growth.
0: Yeah. Well, employment, so employment, employment rates. So employment rates have been going up. They're still going up. They're up if you look at stats, but the stats are all messed up, y'all. They say they're up 1% in Atlanta, right? But if you look at COVID, they're still down, they're still up only by 60% of what they were before. And that's in many markets. So why in the world is the market so hot? <laughs> Adam, you had a lot to say about that, or you had some real well, brief distinct I mean, points about that.
1: Or where a lot of that unemployment came from were not the people that were uh-huh. buying the houses. So uh, I mean, it's-, it's
2: hard to talk to it. It's hard to know for For travel, sure. we're gonna have to post all these stats because this is not. We might problem. have to. It's complicated. It's so complicated.
0: The leisure and travel industry is the industry where employment is still down by, I think, the number seventy to eighty percent relative mm-hmm. to all other industries. But in that industry, that is some of the lower incomes, and those were people that were not actually paying mortgages and buying houses, right? And we've got, and then we've got other bigger jobs and the diversity initiative in Atlanta specifically because of our great diversity here, that's driving more and more jobs here. I think a big point in Atlanta is Atlanta is literally like the place where it all is. It's the place where you've got jobs growing. It's the place where you've got income coming in. It's the place where you've got opportunity. And
2: it's it's named top 10. It's named top 10 nationally right now during COVID and post-COVID. Yes. Yeah. And that was top 10 um, economic growth or top 10 cities to live. Top 10 growing cities during COVID and post COVID. And that information came from the (laughs) realtors. I'm looking at the stats you sent us. Top 10 markets
0: post in and in a post COVID environment in Atlanta is up there. And this explains why. So the last one we talked about was building permits. Those numbers are not as easy to get, but here's what we do know. Building permits, and we're going to get the details from y'all from John Hunt and Market Insights. Building permits obviously had a brief moment of plummeting this time last year. Building permits are still down because they're recouping from what was before. There's also the cost to build that's gone up. Cost of lumber is up 30%. If you read the national media, it's up. 50%, some people say 60%, I'm like, are you sure? So cost to build is going up, which is stabilizing building permits a little bit. But in Atlanta, with the jobs coming in, with the employment growth for the better jobs, with the affordability, despite the affordability as they calculate it on current income in Atlanta, affordability for the future looks amazing. So is it a bubble? It could be, but is it gonna bust? If it is, it's not anytime real soon. That's my vote. What do y'all say?
2: I think Atlanta will be okay. It's just going to depend on what's going to happen nationally. (laughs) Bridget's not as excited about me. Bridget's like, hold up.
1: I mean, it's, it's clearly clearly very market specific. I I think some some markets are going to struggle. Others are going to, I mean, they're going to have a lot of success with it. I, With Atlanta having all these companies moving here, the tax breaks for a lot of different companies and industries and proximity to major airport, I mean, the city's continue to grow and it has been growing. So there's no slowdown in that um, in the near future of the growth of the city. So I think maybe if you go out into the rural areas, that may have a, a little bit more difficult time. But right here in Metropolitan, I don't see it.
0: Well so thanks for listening. Thank we'll you. We'll see y'all next week on Three Things to Know. By the way, we've got a special guest next week talking about when you're moving, how to figure out what to do with your stuff. And some of it might be worth a lot more than you thought. But to listen to, to, to Eastroad, this is now called Three Things to Know. 3 Know.jmpartners.io. Bridget Posey today, Adam Vickers, Jerry Metcalf at JM Partners in Atlanta. Bye y'all. Thanks, sure. Jerry. Thank you for listening to the JM Partners Atlanta Market Eavesdrop. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with your friends who might be moving or who just want to keep up with the latest on the Atlanta residential market. You can find us anytime online at jmpartners.io. That's jmpartners.io.